millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today... We are talking about the new movie on Netflix, um, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Yes, written and directed by Charlie Kaufman, who you know from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and the writer of Being John Malkovich. Yes, two movies I think I've seen this year. I think so. I think, yeah, we watched Eternal Sunshine for the letter E of our movie alphabet. And then we watched being, we also watched Being John Malkovich for for B, I think. No, I I think uh, Being John Malkovich was put on uh, for the quarantine movie roulette wheel. Yeah, so so we're doing a lot of Charlie Kaufman. So now we're basically experts in Charlie Kaufman Uh, We still have to watch one more movie of his that's supposed to be really good. It's called Schenectady. And also... You know, maybe some more Spike Jones movies because of being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. I also saw another one on there called, like, Anomalisa, where I think he wrote he wrote for that, too. Uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie Kaufman. Cool. Right? Anomalisa? Yeah, yeah. So, that sounded cool. Um, so, uh, this is currently on Netflix. It's a Netflix film. Uh, mm-hmm. So, super cool of Charlie Kaufman to work with Netflix to, to bring this, to make this movie. Um, and it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a real mood. It, it is. It was a, it was a little spoopy. Yeah. I wasn't a, I really wasn't, wasn't a prepared for that. It was, it was very, it was very scary at times yeah. and, uh, and very weird. Um, some parts were really funny. Like I just, I just want to bring up that dog. That dog was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shaking, uh, just continually shaking. Continually shaking, which I didn't think would be as funny as it was, but I was like laughing out loud every time it happened. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I didn't really find myself laughing, but I did like just, just at that part. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, most of I don't it know was. Why I thought it was so funny. Most of it was pretty morbid. Um, yeah, and and quite like depressing. Yeah. Um and just. You know, I was trying to figure it out. So, like, obviously we're going to be comparing it to something like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind because that movie is also kind of a mind fuck. So, you know, you're yeah. trying to figure yeah. it out. And this guy, Charlie Kaufman, writes, like, these things that are just so... The concepts are so strange and and also really difficult to film. So it's kind of like, you know... A difficult problem in a narrative to solve when you're actually filming a movie. Yeah, like, I'll definitely agree with that. And the fact that he was able to, well, he didn't, he wrote Eternal Sunshine, but he didn't direct it. Yeah, he, yeah, right? he did. Maybe, maybe not. Kaufman? Yeah. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it right. was like two people. Because I remember it being like maybe multiple. Yeah, this is like just Charlie yeah, Kaufman. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm here. I, I was saying this is just Charlie Kaufman. Yep. Oh, we lost each other, but I will just call her on the WhatsApp. Oh, no. I, I messed it up. I messed it up. Hello. Did the call drop? <laughs> yeah, I think it dropped. Um, I'm now in the third place uh, I've been recording since I got home. Which is uh, in my parents' closet. So, the closet? <laughs> yeah, um, I've been recording all over the house. This is definitely a pretty quiet place in the house. So, uh, yeah, seems okay, but the connection here is not good. Oh, oh no. Anyway, I was um, saying, I, I think it's multiple people for the first one, but this one is just Charlie Kaufman. 
Yeah. So the fact that, and I, and the point I was trying to make was that the fact that they could, um, like proper, not proper, like, like, I guess properly, like, like very easily portray the, the weird story of Eternal Sunshine, like through the cinematography and everything like that, like how they were able to film that was, was, I mean, it it felt, it was very weird, but it it felt like it it made a full circle and it made sense. Mm -hmm. Like it just, Mm -hmm. it was weird, but it was able to, to come back around in the end. So it was like, it was good. And same thing with being John Malkovich. It wasn't, it wasn't very much mental, but it was very almost like paranormal. Like I also kind of want to say that yeah. Charlie's, uh, the, the stories that Charlie writes can be like very paranormal, um, as well as mental. Totally. Um, totally. Which I guess Eternal was kind of paranormal too, because it kind of dealt with like that weird machine that could go into people's minds. It was like, sci-fi. kind of like sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. Sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm thinking. My, um, my aunt came to the beach yesterday with my cousins and she was talking about how they're watching all these space movies. Like they watch The Martian. And they watched that new Netflix mm. show, Away. And I was like, oh, you mean mm-hmm. sci-fi? And she's like, well, it's not sci-fi. and It's just space. And I was like, so yeah, it's sci-fi. It's fiction. And she's like, but it, it's real. I'm like, it's not real, Tia. It's not real at all. <laughs> they, they have to stretch the technology to make it work. So I guess I guess on the on the topic of sci-fi, though, like, wasn't Interstellar, like, very... Uh, I guess mathematically correct. So is that even still considered sci-fi? It's Although fiction. It's, <laughs> it was fiction, but 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 some parts of it were were very were very close. Let to me put actual, it this like, way: calculations, correct? There's science, and there's fiction in that movie. It's science fiction. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. So the science could be real, but it's still fiction. Yes. Or if you have a documentary about something like. Uh, flat earthers or something um, trying to prove that the earth is flat. That's also science fiction. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the science could either be real or definitely fake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, rants aside. Um, so this, I guess, I don't even really know. So, okay, I, I guess generally summing up kind of what happened in the movie. So we have, we have a couple. Um, I think we find out this girl's real name during the movie. It's kind of like, they say it's, it's like Lucia or something or Lucia or something, right? Like that's her name. Mm-hmm. No, they, <laughs> she, does, she doesn't have, a, she doesn't have a name. Her She's name is, name. um, well, I'll, ex- her... I'll explain it in a second. That's true. The subtitle kept calling her a young woman, but then people were kind of calling her things. I mean, That's weird. I, so there's a couple and they're going on a road trip through the snow to see his parents. Yeah, to see the boyfriend's parents, Jake. They he has a, he has a name. Mm-hmm. His name is Jake. And yes, they, they the parents are played by Tony Collette and David Thulis, and they're great. And the, fantastic. They're fantastic, and the two the couple is played by Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley, who I love the Jessies. Yeah, I think the only thing other thing I'd seen Jesse Plemons in is that one episode of Black Mirror where he's like a very he's a creepy guy. He's a creep. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's in that episode creep. of the USS McAllister, um, USS yes. Callister, uh, which is like the Star Trek spinoff episode of Black Mirror. If if you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. It's super good. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed Black Mirror. Yeah, I Jesse Plemons is honestly I think best known for his first role, which is in or his breakout role, which is in Breaking Bad. Um, which mm. I, I know you didn't watch that, but he's apparently a creep in that too. He's very good at playing a creep. So <laughs> he's he plays very a creep. good at being a creep. Yeah, he plays a creep in like most of the stuff that I've seen him in, um, uh, except for like The Post. He's not a creep in The Post. Um, mm, okay, he, I've seen he, the post. He pops really up so often. Yeah. And it's like, he's a great actor. I think he's related to somebody famous as well. I don't feel like mm. looking it up, but, um, yeah. If it, do, if it doesn't immediately tell me on, on his IMDb page, I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, he's also in The Irishman. I don't remember. I don't remember him in The Irishman at all. Yes, he's the nephew um, in that movie. He's like one of the... The guys who, um, 
gets murdered. I think he's like Jimmy Hoffa's nephew or something. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, so I also really love Jessie Buckley. Um, I've seen her in many things. Um, I'm sure you'll remember her from uh, the um, Julie, Judy movie. Um, yes, she's, she's she the, was that girl in Judy, the uh, assistant or something. And she's in Wild Rose, which I liked as well. I was um, not able to see that. She has some an extremely thick to. accent. Like, she's got an extremely thick Scottish accent in that. And it's just crazy because she speaks, it, like, with a kind of Southern American accent in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just, like, wild. Like, she has such a thick accent in that in that Wild Rose movie. Yeah. She's yeah. she's a rising star for sure. Um, definitely somebody who's probably going to be in movies that are, like, good <laughs> in the future. Um not saying that I don't think this one is good. It's just this one is so strange and so weird that I just don't think it's going to appeal to a lot of people. No, I I definitely don't think that. This is definitely not. I will probably not be watching this movie again. Um this is a this is a one and done for me. <laughs> um it was a it was it was a lot long and a and a little and a little too confusing and weird for me. Yeah, um, I I somehow just kind of fell into the rhythm of it, and I I enjoyed it while I was watching it, because I was trying to figure it out. So it took me about, like, halfway through to kind of realize that this girl only existed around Jake, because she, she couldn't remember things about her life before Jake. Um, and it was from her perspective for most of the movie... Um, it also didn't take me super long to realize that Jake was the old man, um, because he kept talking about things in relation to the high school and the musicals and things like that. Um, yeah, they made that very clear. I, I definitely knew that Jake had some sort of, um, connection with this janitor. Um, and also, it also seemed like Jake could read minds. Like he could, like he, he could hear. Yep. There's, a, there's he an could... explanation for this. <laughs> okay. 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 So yes, like, as you could say, he was basically everything that was said in this movie was like, Jesse Buckley would say something and then Jesse Plemons would hear it like halfway through their sentence and respond or something that Jake would say. And then the Louisa would say it before he even finished talking. You know, um, Louisa, like the young woman, Jesse Buckley. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like it would basically be like they were talking over each other, like they knew what the other person was going to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do get a lot of them just talking, like constantly, like uh, like we we get mm-hmm. we get like a solid. <laughs> 30 minutes in this car like yeah. every every time they're they're heading to and from something yeah um so there's just a lot of them just talking um and it's it was i i want to say i liked i liked the screenplay a lot of it kind of like went over my head when they were talking about like to you know poetry and physics and like it, it it seemed like this girl had had many things that she was studying and in, in uh in college she was in college right um uh, her story kept changing so she at yes, one point it kept changing was in college and at one point she was a physicist another point she was a painter and she was a poet and yeah. she had to do an essay but then it was like she also had to go to work she had a shift Like, there was so many things that didn't line up. Like, she said she lived on a farm, and then she said that she lived in an apartment. And it's like, she didn't have the, the, like, the, she didn't have a very solid background. No. And yeah, you're right. Things just kept, things just kept changing. A lot of things kept changing. Like, things would be there, and then they wouldn't. Like, Tony Collette would be one age, and then she'd be another age. And then, and then Jake's father, um... What's what's his real name? Uh, I I keep calling him Lupin. No, he, David, they're just father David, and yeah, David, David Doulis. Um, yeah, so like the father would would change ages as well, and then the dog was alive, and then it was dead, and then it was like, it was just all over the place. 
So I'm going to explain this to you, which there's this excellent explanation post on IMDb that basically clarifies this. So this, this is based off of a book, which I can imagine would be also very confusing to read. (laughs) But Charlie Kaufman probably read it and was like, this is it. This is the one for me. Um, Let's confuse the hell out of people for two hours. Yeah. Uh, So this person on IMDb wrote explanation post um, posted earlier this month. It's by Aguti09325. He says, or he or she says, yes, this movie can be confusing. Yes, this movie can seem all over the place. Not to fear. I'm here to dole out understanding. Number one. Let me get this out of the way quickly. The girl, let's call her Louise, does not exist. She is an embodiment of Jake's imagination the entire time. When she is at the high school, she reveals to the janitor that she never actually knew him. She was there with her girlfriend celebrating an anniversary, and this guy lingered. That is the extent and reality of their interaction. Mm. Does that clarify things for you? I guess, but then were the parents like a figment of the imagination too? Because it seemed like they saw her as well, but then it was just kind of all over the place. I mean, to an extent, were they were they imagining her too? No, they are all, everybody's in his mind, so okay. everything is completely uh, created by him, and it's basically like a fever dream. So these are these are real events and things that happen in his life, just all intermingled together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number two, it says Jake takes his embodiment girlfriend Louise to meet his parents in different aspects of his life. When his parents are healthy, as they got older with illnesses, and when he was a child, at dinner Louise shows shows the parents the paintings that she has done. Father doesn't seem to like them much. But those are Jake's paintings. When Louise goes into the basement, those oil paintings are the same one that she showed the parents. So, remember she shows them the nice paintings, um, which I think this person said that they were Jake's paintings, but I think that they're they're like the really, like the nice poster ones that she shows the dad, and he's like, oh, I don't like that. And that's clearly something that was expressed, like Jake did those when he was a kid, and the dad didn't approve, and that's what he said. Does that make Mm, sense? So everything is kind of like, everything's around Jake. Like it's all, everything is Jake's perspective on things. So the way that his parents are acting and the way that they treat Louisa is something, or Louise is, is how they, he thinks that they would have reacted if they had met this person who he's completely conjuring up as he's thinking about her. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a complete fantasy because all he did was see her face and not, she didn't even know her name or anything, you know? True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just thinking back. Um, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. They, uh, I mean, so did they even have, so did he just see her or did, or did they truly have that one, like, interaction um, of, like... Yeah, I think... I mean, she explains it when she's talking to the janitor, the reality of their relationship, which is that he was just creepy and staring at her, and I think maybe he asked her for her number or something. Um, I don't... You remember when she was just, like, breaking down in the hallway? Yeah, she said, like, it's easier to say yes than just to say no, and so asking for your number is is like the first yes and then like probably going on a date and you know whatever um but yeah whether or not that actually happened is something else i guess it it didn't Um, happen she she's actually just somebody that he saw in real life that he had a crush on okay and then where does yvonne and like the dancers come into it like the the waitress part with the girl from um with the girl from Jessica Jones season one. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yes, you're so right. Um, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to read the third, the third thing. I'll get to that in a sec. Now the janitor's okay. Jake. Jake was never anything more than a janitor. Most of his adult life. He sees the kids at the school. Some stay around some, some work and others move on. There's many quick cut scenes throughout the movie showing the janitor being at the school when the kids are there. 
There are two girls close to the beginning of the movie who make fun of the way he looks and walks, and there's this, those are the same mean girls at the ice cream shop. And before okay, they yeah. get to the ice cream shop, he talks about seeing kids every day, and it shows uh, one shy girl walking by herself in the hallway full of kids talking to each other and not her. She's the, she's the nice girl who made the ice cream. The kids who dance yeah. and kick the locker by accident are kids who do the interpretive dance at the end. Um, so here's the dance. The interpretive dance is a symbol, which is pretty clear. Um, Jake thinks that if he would have just talked to her when he first saw her and he was all these things that he wasn't, he's like, basically he wants to, he wants to think of himself as somebody who would have be what would have been able to have the, that life. He thinks he right. was a physicist, an author, a painter, and a genius. Um, and he could have married her and, and they would have loved each other. But the reality was right. that he was a janitor and how could somebody so beautiful love a janitor like him? Then the musical number is a reality of how he lives his life. He lives his life at night in his head. He grinds through the day to get by. And at night he gets to imagine a whole wonderful life for himself. Um, it kind of, it kind of makes more sense when, <laughs> when you think about it that way. Um, Obviously, it's yeah not... because then she saw the dumpster full of full of uh, what like blizzards or they, they, they yeah. call them burrs. Yeah. So like every night he probably goes and gets one of these bl- these burrs and just probably makes this stuff up in his mind as as he's working the night shift at the high school or something. Yeah, like he completely invents the reality that he didn't have, and at the very end, we have him doing a song. Um, on stage because he loves musicals and it's kind of like all these people in stage makeup, old stage makeup, like watching his life. Um, right. And he's like accepting yeah. out an award for being a, a human. And, and it's just so fucking sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then he like yeah. goes and goes and sits in his truck and then gets hypothermia and takes off all of his clothes because he's he thinks he's, you know, hot, because that's what people with hypothermia do. Mm-hmm. And okay. then he like I guess walks back into the school, or he's dead. <laughs> well, yeah, he follows the animated pig. Um, yeah, who's talking to him? The pig and with the, the maggots. And at on that point, may, yeah, may, maybe maybe he's probably dead. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty sad. Like <laughs> it's like. A, it's... It was it was also giving me kind of like some some uh uh oh shit what's it called the shining like vibes yes I was gonna say that too very like, like the shining vibes I yes. was gonna say that too I think it's because of the whole repeating things and like pe- pe- people being fantasies around him you know like yeah totally yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say that too you're gonna say that oh my god I was yeah yeah. Um, well, that okay. Well, that 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 definitely makes it make more sense. It does. Um, it does. And you can understand and, how challenging it would be to to write a script like this <laughs> with that yeah, concept so, in mind. So the person who wrote who wrote that explanation post is because they probably read the book, right? And I think they, so. Like, Apparently, it's, understand what I was talking about. Yeah, I think it's clearer in the book. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it was not... It, it was, was not it, clear. Like, there were parts, like, it was definitely alluding to a lot of stuff that you can kind of sort of put together, but yeah, I, I, it never dawned on me that uh, that young girl was was never actually like, you know, there. Yeah, like um, I said, like, I kind of thought I thought she was just an extension of Jake, and like, I guess that kind of and, that, and then that ended up being true. So, but I didn't quite get to the whole, like, realization that he was, like, I mean, I kind of got to the realization that he was looking on his life, but not, not quite to the solidity that until I read that post. Yeah. 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 Because it's so long, and it's like, they just talk about all sorts of things, and it's like, um, and, and there's a lot of poetry in it, and... They also, like, don't make a good couple. Like, they fight about things a lot. Like, they don't agree about things a lot. 
Well, yeah, and and I guess it sort of makes more sense that he would kind of just make up all these conversations in his mind because yeah, some some conversations went well and some conversations didn't go well, but it just seemed like they weren't they weren't consistent. Like it it was mostly awkward. Yeah. And but like some conversations were like okay and they were laughing and being cute and then others are just like do these two even like know each other and the fact that and the fact that he was taking her to meet his parents at like six weeks into the relationship seemed a little weird to me <laughs> um but again like he wasn't even sure of how long it had been because he could have been fabricating this for however long um and you know when you're when you're making up a, a, a relationship in your mind you know anything goes like it really doesn't it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. i guess yeah so that's why it's however so real weird. you want to make it yeah <laughs> No, it was, yep, it was, yep, it was weird. It was, it was weird. definitely weird. Like, I, my parents were like, oh, should we watch this? And I was like, I don't know if you guys are going to like this. And, and I, yeah, I don't think they would have. <laughs> I could see a lot of people turning this on and being like, what the fuck? I'm turning this off after an hour. It does not make any sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, if we weren't going to talk about it on the podcast, if, if I had just, like, turned this on and and it, and, and I and I got to, like, an hour in, I probably would have been like, all right, this did. I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> I'm good. I I enjoyed it and I love art films and I you know what I liked about it was that honestly like it didn't need to explain itself and there is a concept and it it was beautifully shot and it was just so um haunting in a in a really kind of like sad and beautiful way and like just it's like the same way that she was explaining things in the car like she was like this landscape so hauntingly beautiful you know um yeah and it, and that's how i felt about the movie and i definitely think it was this was long and stuff but you know i uh, i really like and enjoy seeing movies that are different and i enjoy movies that confuse me to be honest cuz there's not a whole lot of them out there well, yeah, and I like that it kind of kept you on your toes and it really, really made you, like, pay attention because, yeah, a lot of things were changing as you were watching it, and if you weren't paying attention, you would kind of just miss it. And, and like, and yes, that, that explanation makes it make more sense, but, I mean, if you really sat and thought about the movie for a bit, you maybe could have gotten close or figured it out. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But I had found an article um, by... IndieWire. I didn't really get to the point where Charlie Kaufman like um, like explains the movie, but I liked that he kind of said in the in the beginning of it. Um, he says, "I'm not really big on explaining what things are." Yeah. The writer director said in a phone interview, "I let people have their expectations, so I don't really have expectations about what people are going to think. I really do support anybody's interpretation." So it's like, yeah. Sure, it was nice having that person explain to you what happened, but the, I mean, the movie wasn't so confusing to where, like, it, I don't know, maybe, maybe now that I was explained it, I wouldn't (laughs) bother watching it again, but but maybe if it kept me guessing, and I maybe thought about the movie a bit more, maybe I would have given it another watch and, like, tried to see if I could figure it out. (laughs) Because maybe more of, like, the the chase was more exciting than now knowing what it is. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes any sense. (laughs) I mean, it totally does. Like, this is one of those movies that you have to ruminate about. And it's like, if you don't sit and think about it for too long, you're not going to understand it. Or you're not going to, like, come to at least a, like, an okay, like you're you're satisfied and settled with it so that you don't have to like watch it or think about it ever again you, you know what i mean but i honestly yeah. will probably never forget this movie it's 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 similar to me in the in the eyes of like john malkovich and and uh eternal sunshine like those are both unique and completely original things and they just like the the concept for this was it's it's insane like and the fact that most of it is from the perspective of the woman in the story, like... Who isn't even real? <laughs> it's insane that it's like a person who's not even real. 
that is, is doesn't even know who they are. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of odd to, to do it from that perspective. And it's very challenging. Yeah, extremely. And, and thinking about it now, I feel like they've, he filmed it well to where you could have figured it out if you, if you gave it more thought. <laughs> that's what about. I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in reading the book now. Yeah. Um, uh, same, same. Just yeah. to get like another perspective, maybe, or like just to see kind of how how the how the book made it. I mean, it probably pro- probably not knowing how the book actually is would have made probably made the book more interesting if you like didn't if you just kind of went, you know, watched. I'm thinking of ending things and then just went straight to the book without actually being uh, explained, you know, what it's what it is. But yeah, um, but I mean, I'm still interested. I if if I ever come across the book like in a used bookstore, I, I'd probably pick it up. I was just thinking about the title and kind of what that means. And I think it's a, considering that everything is in the mind of Jake, I think him creating this person who doesn't even, who who's supposedly supposed to be his fantasy girl, in a sense, doesn't even want to be with him. That's how low he thinks of himself that he like developed this fantasy and the fantasy doesn't even like him. <laughs> True. You, you know? True. Like right. that, so that's another level of like, if this was a fantasy, if it was like a true fantasy, like if another director made this or if somebody else wrote this, the fantasy would be perfect. You know, it would be, it would be like Pleasantville. It, everything would be just, just, uh, completely beautiful and perfect and nothing is wrong. Right. But that's not the way that this is. It's, it's a, it's a horrible, like things are bad and wrong because Jake is, is not somebody who loves himself. He is somebody who has a lot of things in his past that he doesn't like. And so that's like what colors this, this like retrospective with somebody else involved, you know? Yeah. It's, it's very good. Like I, I, I think, you know, it's like, I hope that one day somebody else I know would watch this movie so we can discuss it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of what part I, I think I definitely liked the, the latter half of like pretty much once they got to, to, uh, his parents' house and they kind of like delved into that. I, I think mm-hmm. that the drive home was a bit more was a bit more interesting. Like, you really had to... Yeah. Like, when I... I paused it in the middle to, like, go get some ice cream and stuff, and, like, and when I paused it, Kimmy was like, we're only in... We're not even halfway through this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could, you could sense Kimmy's sentiments towards the movie. Oh, 100%. Um, it is slow. It is... She's like, why... And, and, and you and I were supposed to talk about uh, Devil All the Time, uh, yeah. which which I haven't watched which yet. Which is also she was two like, hours as well. Yeah, and, and and she was like, Emily, you wanted to watch this before Devil All the Time. <laughs> well, I can't wait till we talk about that too because I do, I do have some thoughts. That, you know, not not yeah. I guess it's not as deep as I, this movie is. I was more interested in watching this, obviously, because I really enjoyed being John Malkovich and I really enjoyed Eternal Sunshine. So oh, I yeah. was definitely more inclined to watch this than to watch Devil All the Time, which seems like yeah. it could be a, it could be a little bit, bit of a, of a, I don't know, Bo- boring. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. You'll see. We'll You'll see. see. It's, I'll it's, see. It's very yeah. different than this movie. That's for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm <laughs> um, sure. You know, and most things are different than this movie. So, uh, I like that though. I, I'm... Honestly, again, I'm very impressed and I'm I'm very like, wow, I've just seen a movie that I've never seen before. And that is, you know, that, is, that that's rare. Is, is I'm thinking of ending things your midsummer for 2020? No, no. <laughs> no. No. I don't love this movie. I I don't think it's like I mean, it's it's got a lot of the same aspects. I think it's cool, but I don't no, I, Midsummer brought a lot more emotions in me, so that's, oh, yeah, for sure. that's probably why I like that one more. It's just it's a little yeah. bit more arresting to me. I also really enjoyed a lot of the flower prints that were in the beginning of yeah. like the, and things were like just moving, moving through this house very quickly. Like it was just very uh, uh-huh. not 
not sporadic, but like, you know, the, the, the opening scene with all of it, it was like just moving through this house or something. Was it, was it the farmhouse or was this another house? Like it didn't seem. It was the house. It was the farmhouse. It was the farmhouse. Okay. Yeah. There's just so many little bits. Every single moment of this movie makes sense once you kind of realize the end of it. Like, it's like, oh, that's what it means. You know, it's like, oh, I get it. You know, it's like watching, watching Fight Club again. <laughs> you know? True, which I, I would love to rewatch. It's been, it's been a minute since I watched <laughs> It's Fight been a Club. hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Um... Uh, so wait, did, did, did we, did you, did, did you tell me how Yvonne came into the picture? The, the girlfriend of Jessica Jones? Yeah. So that is another. So she said she had an anniversary. Was it the anniversary of her and another guy? Um, no, I think her and her girlfriend, Jesse Buckley. Okay. Yeah. I think, so I think this other woman and the, the people on the, on the TV, that he, the, they're just the movie characters in that film that was on, that was directed by um, Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. That, that, that was funny too. That was yeah. funny too. They were like a couple that he saw on television. Yeah. And he he just kind of put that them into the narrative of his fantasy. So yeah, because at one point, like young woman turned into Yvonne and mm-hmm. then kind of like disappeared again. Yeah. And, and and then in the car, she turned into Yvonne too. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, and what was that? What was that phone call she kept getting? So like, is she that, kept is that getting... is that something that he kept hearing? Like, like yeah. he would hear that as the janitor or something. I, I was a little confused about or... that too. I think because she kept getting, she kept getting phone calls from people who had the same name as her. And then, when she would answer them, it would be like old Jake kind of mumbling to himself and it yeah. didn't really make any sense. And I, I think yeah. I feel, I want to say like those kind of phone calls were almost like a call to reality in a sense where it was like almost as if she was trying, she was kind of figuring out that she was playing a part in Jake's life um, mm, okay. and, and hearing old Jake and understanding where she's coming from because in the end she's resolved to it she like she becomes the old lady in the crowd and is cheering on Jake and is supporting him in the end right cuz yeah uh, for a lot of the time like once they kind of get to the house and she kind of uncovers this uh this young picture of of Jake and she thinks it's herself and then yeah, we come across the paintings that that say Jake at the bottom, and then he she starts reading a book that's the poem that she recites to him in the car. Yeah, um, on the way there, so it's like she's kind of she's kind of figuring things out. And then she goes to the basement, which Jake already thinks is scary, and she finds the the janitor's t shirts that are like in the washing machine. Yeah, um, yeah. There's so like it's, it's uh, it yeah, says there's a lot a... of stuff. A post credit scene. Did you watch that? Um I I was letting the I was letting the, the credits go for a bit. I, I didn't go to the very end. Oh I, dang. I'm gonna have I, to I ran them for a little bit. Can we like can we like just pull up pull I know, up the movie I'm, right I'm now? gonna pull it up on my phone <laughs> right now. It? Dude, I, I gotta you're still there, I don't right? Think I have I don't think I have my Netflix login. Okay, I'm looking. I'm watching. Okay, wait, let's see. I'm not I seeing anything. Login. Oh, can I sign it? Do I see anything? Shit, wrong password. Okay, so, okay, basically what happens, what happens? is, so you know how the screen had been the car uh, covered in snow and it's daytime? Yeah. And that yeah. was when the credits came? Okay, this yeah. is what's happening. Okay, okay. It's just that still. Oh, okay. Does that mean it was, oh, that was it. What was it? It just kind of... I don't think that's a post credit scene. I wouldn't say that. Wait. So, so the credits go away and it unblurs and it's still the car? Yeah. That's it? That's it. You sure? Y- y- yes. D- does it say anything? No. <laughs> I mean... D- there's no sound. 
There's no, there's nothing. It was just like the, the sound of the, the, the whirring. Of, of the wind? The wind. Yes. Of the I'm, wind? I'm look again. I don't want to, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. He's singing. It's hard to scrub on my phone. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't. I gotta just do it in ten second increments. There's, there's no way. Oh no, that's well, the blue part at the end when it fades to blue. Uh huh. That really reminded me of something else as well. I'm trying to. Yeah. So okay. So it went blurry, and then the, this also felt like a like a super long Black Mirror episode. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. does anything spooky and creepy and like fucks with your mind? Like, is just. The Shining or Black Mirror? <laughs> yeah, there's no post. There's there's nothing at the end. It just goes back to being... Oh, it says clunking. Okay, I heard it says clunking and then... And then a piece of snow falls from a tree yeah. and then whirring. So I don't know what clunking means. Clunk? Like the snow falling from the tree? Maybe. Clunk? Maybe. Maybe. That, that's not that's not what that sounds like i don't think uh i don't, I don't i was like i was just like waiting for the song for the seal song to start playing at the end of this uh at the end of this movie um the anyone um uh oh damn it it goes like the kiss from anyone? a rose oh no Oh, anyone? No, oh, not no, like the song yeah. that's in, in Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yes, Black Mirror. yes, oh yeah. The one that they sing all, that they play all the time yeah, in that show. Yeah, they do play that a lot. It's kind of like a, oh, it's like a scary, annoying song now to me. It is. You, you know I what like I like mean? it, though. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, Black Mirror made me like it. I was like, yeah, I'll listen to this song. Yeah, that's the um, song. So it, it comes up every once in a while on my Spotify. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay, so, um... Uh, I'm going to just read a little bit of trivia here. In an interview, Jessie Buckley stated that when she received the script, Charlie Kaufman describes her character, the young woman, as molecular. Uh-huh. It says Brie Larson was originally cast before being replaced by Jessie Buckley. Ooh. Ooh. That would have been really different, honestly. She's a good actress, though, but it would have just had such a different vibe. Ooh, damn, Brie! I know that would have been that would have been interesting. <laughs> I I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And uh, oh, and then the I really liked the um um the animation for the Tul- Tulsi Tulsi Town. Uh, mm. Uh, ice cream, the clown lady. Yes. Oh my god. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I like that. I thought it was really cool how just everything was covered in ice and it was just like snowing like crazy and they go they go to the Tulsi town thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Pr- pretty much all the parts in the snow were were just like just reminded me of The Shining. Uh, I'm um, just gonna read this little one. The unnamed woman's clothes change as the collar on the phone changes. Lucy, wearing a knitted black and orange jumper. Louise, wearing a knitted black and, and fawn jumper. Yvonne, long-sleeved blouse and dress. Also, the position of Jake's father, plaster, oh, the band-aid, changes positions on his head. Jake's mother yes, starts out... I saw that. <laughs> Jake's mother like starts out having bangs and wavy hair, but by dessert, there are no bangs and she has hairpins in. <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. Yeah, that made me think of... Uh... Robin Hood men in tights when that guy's <laughs> mole keeps changing, keeps yeah. changing position. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Oh, here um, we go. The first car scene lasts roughly 17 minutes and 15 seconds, mm. not including the brief interludes of seeing the janitor. Yeah, those car scenes are. The second car scene lasts 22 minutes and 37 seconds, not including the Tulsi Town detour. This adds up to about 39 minutes and 52 seconds, meaning that around 40 minutes of screen time was spent in the car. Yeah. They, she had that whole entire essay about the like this film that she was watching, and I don't even know if that's even a real film. Like I don't even know if like Charlie Kaufman just like made it up. 
um, when he was... I wouldn't be surprised. I mean... Kelly Kaufman's... <laughs> Kaufman's a, a wacko. <laughs> I know. He, like, wrote this entire, like, t- like complete analysis of a movie that didn't exist. Yeah, and the, and she just, like, went on this rant, like, and just, just started sounding, like, super snooty, almost, and then Jake was like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, because, like, it's coming like... from his own head. And so it's yeah. like, it, it, to me, yeah. it's like he's just completely fabricating what he would want to see in a, in somebody and in, like, a partner, I guess, you know? She, yeah. She's, she's at the whim of him, and that's why she acts so strangely. And that's why she acts so strangely when she's, like, at dinner and she's laughing so loudly. You know, it's like she he probably just thought, you know... She's kind of be she's kind of behaving like the mother in, in a lot of ways as well. Did you notice that? Like when she was laughing um, really loudly. Yeah, yeah. Because that's like the only woman he, that's ever been in his life. True. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just keep digging things out. We gotta we we gotta read these plot keywords. <laughs> we gotta read these plot. Okay. Let's see what do we got for plot keywords. Uh, scroll in. Here we go. We've got winter, dementia, road trip, narrated by lead character, snow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, other. let's see. There's nine of them. Soy sauce? What was her soy sauce? Uh, I don't know. What? Soy sauce? <laughs> that is the most random what? plot keyword I've ever seen in my life. What? I do not remember seeing soy sauce at all. I don't remember either. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, whatever. Um, Cool. Uh, There's really not much. Crying woman, woman, looking at the camera. Okay, that's that's pretty much it. (laughs) She did do that. That was that was creepy. (laughs) She did do that. Um, so the Metascore, it got a 78 Metascore, which is in the green. Very good. Um, I'm going to read the, the 50, um, from Screen Crush, because it's one of the lower ones, but I still think it's a nice analysis. It says, the best way okay. I can think of to describe the experience of actually watching I'm Thinking of Any Things is to imagine you've been asked to assemble a complicated piece of furniture without the instruction manual. All the pieces are there, and you can see how some of the individual parts connect and work together. You can admire the obvious intelligence and care that went into crafting those pieces. But the path to a coherent whole is not entirely clear, and it's deeply frustrating. I, you see, I didn't feel frustrated. Like, like as, as yeah. the movie ended, I was like, that was weird. I'm probably never going to understand it. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, like, I, I kind of just, uh just uh succumb to the fact that i was probably never gonna understand what was happening um, i kind of just enjoyed that it was for okay what it was which is like a melancholy slow two hours that kind of made me just zone out for two hours and it's pretty and it's nice and, and that's what i liked let's see which one do i like um oh this one's interesting this person watched it twice uh mm-hmm. so the film stage gave it a 91 both times I've watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things has left me feeling off-kilter. Its last images lingering in my mind and the haunting final notes of J. J. Wadley's score ringing in my ears. This one will polarize viewers, but nobody can call it forgettable. There you go. <laughs> that is a good one. Uh, I like The Guardian 80. It says, with his new film, Charlie Kaufman proves that if you want something to make you feel trapped in a terrifying claustrophobic nightmare forever and ever, well, he's your guy. That's... Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And like, there's, the there's... scenes in the car were, like, so uncomfortable. <laughs> they really were. They were, they were just... <laughs> they were... Because they... you just didn't know what was going to happen. Like, I was waiting for something to happen, and when, yeah. like, nothing would happen, I was just sitting there tense, like, waiting for something weird to happen, or, like... And I totally thought, like, this mind-reading thing was going to be, like, I was like, oh, he reads minds. This is going to be that right. weird, like, paranormal, paranormal shit that he deals with. <laughs> like, uh... Yeah. Like, that's going to be it. But then just more stuff kept happening. I was like, okay. And then more stuff. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there, there's one 100 on here by IndieWire, and it's just kind of 
I'll read it. For all of its okay. self-insistent detours and high-minded indulgences, I'm thinking of ending things really feels like a concept in search of a movie. There's a fullness and vitality that shines through even when the film is chasing its own tail, which is basically all it wants to do. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I do think it's polarizing as well. Um, oh, completely. I would not imagine that a lot of people would like this. I mean, obviously people who who like films and stuff, like like us, you know, we, we find some kind of appreciation in it. Um, and people who love Charlie Kaufman. So, you know... Yeah. Yeah. And even though, like, I've I've liked the two Charlie Kaufman films that I've seen, this one was not particularly my favorite, but I could still appreciate it, and I, and I guess I now understand what he was trying to do. <laughs> it also kind of reminded me of, like, Twin Peaks, or, like, very David Lynch as well, which he's got mm-hmm, those kind mm-hmm. of, like, very dreamy things happening all the time. And they don't make yeah. any sense. No. No. <laughs> so very David Lynch. Yeah. Well, that was I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn um, and like our pages or follow us. And uh, if you could rate and review our show that we have here, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. And uh, if you have uh, suggestions for future movies that we watch, um, you can let us know by emailing us at all by the popcorn at gmail.com or all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com. You can also just let us know your thoughts on the movie. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, so uh, we let you know about every episode that we release on our social media, which is Twitter at by the popcorn and Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast. And we also have merch. And uh, so you could see the really cute new logo Alessandra made for us like uh, months ago. <laughs> Uh, but it's but it's still so cute that I, I can't was, handle it. I know it's really cute. <laughs> I really want a sticker, like really bad. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we also have a YouTube page. You can follow us or subscribe to us on uh, just search "Aba the Popcorn Podcast" for our YouTube. We plan to use that much more in the future, um, but we just we're still getting it set up. So, uh, but thanks thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye, stay inside, stay safe, wear a mask. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.